You're tuning into the podcast series, We Talk Cyber with Monica, your platform for engaging discussions and expert opinions on all things cyber. For more information, check out monicatalkcyber.com and let's hop right into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to yet another fantastic episode of We Talk Cyber. This is your host, Monica. Today, we have an amazing guest and a very interesting topic. We'll be talking about security and robotics. So let's move on to our guest right away. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Monica. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good, good. I love to have you on the podcast episode today, Mark. Uh, would you like to say a few words about yourself and one fun fact? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll introduce myself. My name is Mark Fulmer. I'm uh, vice president with uh, Robotic Assistance Devices uh, based in Montreal. So uh, I'm active with ASIS International in the security service um, subject area community. And I'm also a part-time teacher at uh, Université de Montréal. A fun fact about me, uh, too, I guess, if I can share, I love motorcycles. I love riding motorcycles. I love twisty roads. I love uh, sort of being out, out on the road and on the adventure. And with two young kids at home, I've rediscovered an enjoyment for, uh, for Lego. So nice. uh, something that we, uh, we get to do together. So uh, my next set will definitely be the James Bond vehicle. So there you Fantastic. Go. <laughs> I love Lego. So let's first start with security. Um, within the robotics industry. Let's start with that. And then we move on to more in the terms of what robotics can do for security. So how would you describe is the current state of security within the robotics industry? Um, I I think it's at a very young, young stage, young age, right? I mean, uh, right now, I mean, our focus is on the industry because there's so much opportunity to to impact and and, and opportunity to change. And uh, the way that we look at it is really, from the point of view is how can we create this sort of new industry, right? And, and something that we refer to as a t- automated re- remote services industry. Mm-hmm. And essentially it's looking at security service done in a very traditional way. You know, we, we, we picture man guarding or security officer services and then security integration services. Uh, but now taking that and kind of saying, okay, you know, uh, what could a machine do and what could it do differently? What could it do without conflict? You know, what could it do maybe more efficiently, you know, at, at, at lower, uh, lower cost. And another big item uh, with robotics in, in, in most cases is without bias. Right. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's another part that's, uh, that's in, really interesting. And, and I would say in terms of the sector itself, I think the biggest competing element um, for robotics in the security sector is the industry itself. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really that um, uh, ability or opportunity to kind of change is, is really, uh, is really a challenge. Yeah, that's very correct. And the non-biased part of it is quite important, especially when we are automating at that level. So uh, that brings me to my next question, which is, how do you see security within the robotics industry? And what are the security issues? What are the risks associated with it? One you just mentioned is obviously ensuring that there are no biases. But how would you define where is the level of security maturity today? And where do you see it going? Yeah, I think it's cha- changing at, a, at an absolute, you know, at, at a rapid pace, and and you know something that we hear often uh, in in our industries, you know, security by design. So having it built mm-hmm. in right right from the get go. So it's really being able to understand well what's the application, you know, how it's going to be uh, used out in the field, and then you know where do the autonomous devices fit in, right? It's maybe not necessarily the right solution for every single application. 
So uh, to answer your question, um, robots robots aren't magic, right? They're not magical beings that that can just be rolled out and and uh, expected to to act and react. And you know things need to be considered as they're as they're being as they're being designed as they're being built. You know we talk a lot about security by design in our industry, and and it's something that's uh, that's uh, very important. But just the expectations in and around you know sort of what they're going to do and how they're going to fit into society is an, is another point, right? Um, there is. Uh, the initial impression with technology was, oh, you know what, technology is going to completely reduce and, and remove humans from from uh, the security equation. Then it turned around a little bit and say, hey, you know what, maybe they're not going to, okay, it's not going to remove, it's going to enhance, right? I mean, I, I like to look at it and, and you know, with, with our, our team here is, you know, how is it going to multiply? So what else mm. can it do and what else can it bring to the overall, uh, overall solution, right? Um, whether that's effectiveness, whether that's cost reduction, whether that's uh, just general uh, general security programming, and, and obviously focus on physical security, which is you know which is our uh, which is our focus. And um, but once properly applied and properly used, I think the impact can be exponential, not only on the security solutions, but also on the on the the other parts of the industry that I mentioned before. For example, on the mm-hmm. security service side, that are trained people because now they're being used in better situations. Right, so that's uh, that's something that's uh, that's important uh, for us uh, for us as well. And kind of final point on that is adoption. Right, uh, mm-hmm. as an industry, we can be tough on ourselves, especially on the physical security side, in terms of adopting new technology because it absolutely has to work. And and what can that uh, what can that do? And that's going to change, you know, how we perceive ourselves and how you know the public or other people perceive us too. Right. So. Where where do you see like you talk about obviously that there's risk and challenges in the security about design. What would you consider as is the current state or maturity level of security within the robotics industry? Is is yeah. that also very pre beginning stage? Is it at a very uh, starting phase or is it matured a little bit? How, how would how do you see that? I, I still think it's 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 an early phase. Uh, early adopters are are keen to explore it, are keen to play with it, keen to do, you know proof of concepts and so on. But you know it's a reality, right? I mean they're not uh, it's not uh, smoke shows and uh, and uh, and magic as I mentioned before. You know devices are working, devices are out there, and and devices are really taking advantage of that mix between people and uh, and. Uh, and, and robots, and an example of that is we just uh, we just signed a partnership recently uh, with a remote video monitoring company, and the mm-hmm. idea there is is you know what needs to be taken care of at site on site. Uh, so answer that question: what can be remote, and then what needs to be taken care of by a person, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of going uh, going to that uh, going to that uh, that point, and and I think the traditional thinking of oh you know what. Um, thinking of an example, but X will never happen. You know, this is never going to happen. And if you think about how many times we've said that in the past uh, and the things have happened, you know, like, oh, ATMs, oh, that'll never work. People want to go to a bank and they want to speak to a teller, you know, oh, Uber, that'll never work. People never get into a stranger's car and go for a ride somewhere. Well, you know, that seems to be, uh, seems to be working. And then there's so many other examples, you know, e-tickets and automated scheduling and and so on and so forth. So um, still young, but, I think, you know, evolving and evolving rapidly. Right. Based on what you're saying right now, can one say that both building resilience, when we look at in, in general terms of security, not just in the robotics industry, mm-hmm. in, in building resilience and ensuring fail safe that we already 
have kind of like the important criteria going forward as well when we're thinking about maturity of security. Is that something that also is then equally relevant for robotics as well? Absolutely, and and I think I think you touched on the the the, the word, the sort of key word in twenty twenty, resilience, right? I mean, that seems to be what we're you know we're focused on resilience planning, and we're focused on emergency planning and response and everything else, and and whether it's uh, robotics or other other devices, um, definitely a key part in 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 pushing, I guess, a security program uh, program forward. One of the things that you mentioned, actually, which quite is also the way I think in terms of robotics is not a replacement for humans, more so much as it is enhancement, right? And when you look into the whole digital space, that's probably what we have been doing. When you look at the mobile phones, right? They're kind of like integration or enhancements of our lives. Now, our lives have been enhanced in a specific way when it comes to banking, healthcare, and all these things through the the mobile phone. And then obviously you talk about the physical separate IoT devices, whether it's remote uh, video monitoring, whether it's heart pacemakers, whether it's other digital assistants. So obviously it's kind of like increasing the quality of life, increasing the features and enhancements that we can have of what we can do, right? So that's one of the myths, right? That robots will just replace us. I mean, they're not going to entirely replace us. In addition to that, what are the... What are the other top myths that you hear a lot about robots and robotic industry yeah. and digital assistance in general? Well, and, and you touched on it, and I want to take that that piece that you just said, the improving part, right? So uh, the security industry, especially if you focus on the manpower side, there, there's, there are issues, right? I mean, uh, lack, of, lack of qualified labor, lack of training, you know, lack of resources in general, and then deploying and, and so on. So there are all these challenges. So the idea is let's optimize that human resource and then use, you know, use, use devices. I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess I can go back in terms of myths. You know, it's um, one of them is the magic point, you know, which I made before robots are magic you know they, they still need to be part of a plan part of a program um, the other part too is is just in terms of um, uh, I, I guess their their potential right and mm-hmm. and and I think people's expectations around that and I think you know naturally security professionals are a little bit hesitant to sort of you know jump in into new technology and um, but once we really look at you know sort of traditional ways of deploying technology and versus now saying okay well let's look at something either that moves or that's remote or that's making decisions at least partially uh, for uh, for the security program and then the human intervention comes afterwards right it's like Okay, well, we've qualified this. We know it's an issue, uh, so let's let's actually now now respond. And to me, one of the worst things in in a in a security program is uh, is is or are uh, reports that say you know nothing to report. Well, if there's nothing to report, don't write a report about it, right? So let <laughs> let's focus on the things that are important. Let's focus on them. So yeah, that makes total sense. And I would like to actually ask you about an analogy because you just mentioned this thing that. Uh, people are obviously scared of adopting new technology, right? And mm-hmm. they're not sure of the risks that are associated with it, how to deal with it, what would happen as a result, what the consequences. Let's take the analogy of cloud, okay? Because if you look at the cloud, what happened was when it came, like it has been obviously decades that cloud yep. computing in the original sense has been there with us. Uh, but when we started talking about the public cloud in that sense with, with Google and Amazon and Microsoft, Initially, people wanted to go to, or organizations wanted to go to uh, public cloud to save money for cost reasons mainly. 
And they were scared, though, about the security part of it because they didn't understand. I mean, share responsibility is still complicated. People still don't understand it. But then there was kind of like a shift that people started because a lot of people, there was awareness around it. People talked about that cloud is secure or at least they're doing a better job of securing the cloud data centers than probably what would be in your cellar, right? So then that awareness somehow moved people and organizations thinking to another myth, which is now when people go, they're like, oh, we're going to cloud for security because we have been told when we move to cloud, it's secure. So I mean, And and do you see that kind of thing happening in the robotics industry at all? Like now uh, people are so scared. Do you think that at some point people will just by default think everything is perfect and fully uh, secure and then believe, oh, we're going to do that because it's secure? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's funny. And, and I think the analogy is great. Uh, people wanted to touch and see and feel their servers, right? They know, oh, they know that it's secure because, you know, I've got the lock and key and I, and I can control it. And that's the same as, as, you know, for example, the integration space, right? Installing cameras, installing, uh, you know, VMS and access control and so on. And that's the way it has to be because that's the way that it's always been. Um, so that that is, I mean, it, it is changing and, and these devices uh, now the idea is uh, obviously you know security by design as, as I as I mentioned, but then at the same time uh, they take advantage of these other technologies, whether that's mobility, whether that's you know an IoT you know aspect or, or, or angle, and then of course cloud services, right? I mean, uh, what's the value of on-site you know data storage if something happens to that on-site data or storage? So you, you know in certain cases you need you need to have you need to have both and and. Trust took time. I, I had a, that exact conversation about cloud services versus on on premise services only last year. So the conversation's not over yet. It's just definitely less uh, less um, less frequent, I guess. But people uh, have become uh, much more trusting, and 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 why not? Because cloud, the people that are that are securing those facilities, they are focused on that, right? I mean, that's that's what they do. So, yeah. so where do you see where do you see that? also happening with robotics at some point we will be able to have that kind of trust or do you think it will be like an over trust phase as well yeah you know that's that's a great question i don't i don't think that i've got the answer you know necessarily i I think some people are ready to just you know hey roll it out and you know we'll 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 worry about it we'll worry about it when it uh, when it happens and others really want to you know kind of dot their i's and cross their uh, cross their t's and 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 go through uh, go through the different parts but um, as the public begins to accept it, and as you know, if you think about a workplace, you know, as the employees, as the as the the associates or the people working somewhere begin to accept it, people begin to appreciate it too, right? And in, in terms of, hey, I you know this, uh, I I know that the uh, the machine is accurate. I know that I can you know that I can trust it, and I can sort of go through it. So uh, there's definitely uh, definitely t- time will tell. I think is the right. ultimate answer. <laughs> so we talked a bit about now we focus primarily on security, maturity, security issues, security risks within robotics. Let's maybe move on to the other aspect of what robotics and automation and the industry can actually bring as advantages towards security. So let's start with this. What do you think the role that robotics has played now in amidst the pandemic, in a crisis management, um, how how it has helped or what challenges it has brought by itself. So what would it define as the kind of role it played in it? Yeah, d- during the pandemic, I mean, I can think of a few specific, specific examples. And, yeah. and, and they, they both tie 
they both tie to the idea of being automated and then and then possibly being being remote right and and the idea of automated is you know let let a machine do the boring over and over you know uh, inter- interventions and you think about you know a, a hot topic these days face mask detection Right. I mean, uh, depending on where you are in the world, you know, there are different rules with respect to to face mask detection. Well, in certain parts of the world, it's very political and very, you know, there are sort of opposing parties. Well, if a machine reminds you to put, you know, to put your face mask on, well, that's going to be a little bit less, you know, there'll be less conflict there. What are you going to do? You're going to get angry at something that's, you know, 30 feet in the air or something like that you're not going to get very far. So, so that, that's, that, that to me is, is part of it. So that kind of automated and and, and reminder type of thing, of course, the, uh, the fact that it's less human to human in, in, in certain cases. And then it, it brings me to uh, a point about confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So a device that's properly equipped and, and, and I use the word properly, you know, on, on purpose, because there's some devices that, that don't quite meet, meet the standard um, that, can help with the trust of coming back to coming back to work. So, uh, for example, here you know I'm I'm based in Montreal. As I think I mentioned at the beginning, um, we've just sort of entered a second wave of, of of the pandemic, and there are new rules that have just come out for certain for certain zones and office occupancy and so on. Well, in a lot of cases, speaking to people, they don't necessarily want to go back to work because they're like, oh, but you know what? What if it's not clean? Or what if I, you know, do happen to 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 catch something while I while I'm there? So um, we've really looked at look look to our devices and whether it's you know through health screening options and so on uh, to help that trust and help that return to work. And then that can help, you know, we're, we're getting way away from security. Yeah, there's a security application, but now it's a human resource. It's an operations. It's, a, you know, it's really a tool to kind of get, uh, get productive again. Mm-hmm. So how can actually robotics and robots or digital assistants help increase security and reduce risk? Is that possible? Can they actually do that? Because there is one thing of them having implicit risks with them and risk associated and security issues associated with the robots itself. But what role can they play to help increase security within organizations, within businesses, within society and and overall reduce risk? Yeah, it's you know what they're they're part of a program. I mean, not not a be all and end all, and and part of an an assessment, part of understanding what the risks are for uh, for an organization. So it comes down to application, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. The main part of it is you know the way that the way that we look at it is it's a security service ultimately, mm-hmm. um, and then how can again the machine take care of those repetitive you know actions that are just always always going on and then how can it flag someone now for that hands-on intervention you know whether that intervention as i've said a couple of times is is remote or is now on site so maybe there's a security officer on site who is better trained now because the resources are are better deployed and and there's mm-hmm. a good understanding of what the risks are uh and then the organization you know is 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 behind it well then now that person can now go and intervene and and then you're really optimizing i guess the human resource deployment portion of it right so what i understand is that basically security strategy in the programs that you've built in the organizations can be then complemented and optimized with the robots and robotic assistants yep the the idea of it being a multiplier you know we don't you know we we talked about it earlier but it, it really that that's the idea is what part uh, can be can really be multiplied and then take advantage of all the other parts and that can be the, the cyber programs that can be the you know the uh, the personnel or the um, the personal security programs that are that are out there but what piece does it uh, does it fit in 
Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about something actually a bit different, but very associated with robotics, Industry 4.0. Mm-hmm. First, can you explain to the audience what is Industry 4.0? Uh, to me, Industry 4.0 is really that that sort of next level of, of industry industrial revolution or progression, right? So you're going you're going from uh, or you're going to, I should say, uh, taking advantage of the latest technologies, taking advantage of what's out there uh, to deliver uh, more efficiency, to deliver better results, to deliver, um, I guess, a better overall result to uh, to what you're trying uh, what you're trying to do. Right. And our robotics industry in itself is a very important part in Industry Mm -hmm. 4.0. Can you explain what role do they play, how they help and contribute to the Industry 4.0 and what are the challenges with it? Yeah. You know what? It's exactly why I joined uh, joined, uh, RAD this summer. Uh, it was for the, 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 the idea of saying, okay, we've got a security service industry that's been around forever. Well, well, I think we can agree to that. And we've got a security integration industry that's been around for a long time, maybe not forever. I mean, the first access control systems really were people at gates, right? And then, you know, that eventually evolved to, uh, to be, uh, you know, access control platforms and then, you Mm -hmm. know, BMS and, and, and so on and so forth. But if you look at a robot, it's a collection of, of those technologies that we're trying to take advantage of, right? And, and we've touched on all of them, I think, throughout the last sort of half hour or so. But um, whether that's IoT, whether that's mobility, whether that's cloud, uh, it's taking advantage of, uh, of that. And, and the idea that these units now can be self-contained, standalone, and, and be part of contributing to that kind of exponential industry improvement, I think, is, uh, is, uh, is exciting. And, and time will tell, like we said, you know, wait, wait, wait and see, but uh, the opportunity to change that. And, um, and I think we have to, because the, the regulations are intense uh, in, in different, uh, different markets. Of course, they're, they're all a little bit different, but um, taking advantage of the technology is going to make a big difference as we, as we evolve. So what are the obvious challenges that you see with them at this point of time? The obvious challenge to me is the industry itself. The uh, and I had a conversation just this morning with somebody about you know I, well we've always done it this way so for us to do it that way I have to convince you know this person and that person and this team and that team and so so to me the, the challenge is the industry itself and and our creativity I think gets challenged uh, in a lot of cases too to sort of say hey you know what what can it do what can't it do uh, what uh, what can we do uh, or what can we roll out to make the overall program better so that to me are, are is what really stands out mm-hmm. so based on as you said we already touched quite so many topics in the last half hour yeah. and we have we have really understood both the aspect of security within robotics we've talked a bit about robotics towards security towards industry 4.0 what do you think where do you see the robotics industry going forward in the next three to five years? I mean, it's very difficult to predict, obviously, but where would you think it might be going in which direction? What what would be your key predictions, even though it's not really easy to predict? Yeah, if if I had a crystal ball, um, I I think that uh, in most, not not all, I definitely won't say all, but in in a lot of security programs, I think devices are going to be considered uh, and then robotic devices. So really something that's helping make decisions and in certain cases making decisions or taking action for us. So is that in five years? You know, 
I think that we're still going to be working our way there in the five years. So they won't become every day, uh, but the, in the five years, they'll definitely become considerations, right? So right. I think that that people are going to start, you know, slowly adopting uh, adopting them, and and then looking looking to their to the human resources and saying. Okay, well, that's a premium. You know, interacting with a person now becomes very specific. It becomes, you know, something that you know is 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 very service focused and service oriented. And it, you know, certain environments, um, you know, we're, we're, let, yeah, we'll just focus on security. Don't want to get into a whole bunch of other sort of industries, but you know, uh, on the security side, I think that's what's uh, that's what's going to happen. Some more augmentation. We will see more and more augmentation in the years. Absolutely. Come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and, and more opportunity, you know, more opportunity to provide, uh, to provide insight, to provide um, actual information that, uh, that security programs can use. And there's a whole evolution going on, of course, on the data side of, uh, of security and what's, uh, you know, what's being used and, and specific physical security. Uh, so I think that that's going to continue as well. Yeah, and I think the challenges uh, around security will just get more and more interesting. Yes. So I'm guessing yes. both you and I are going to have interesting job for the years to come. <laughs> yes, and 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 my you know my, my kids are young as I mentioned, but um, I think that they'll have opportunities uh, opportunities as well as uh, as as the future future goes, and um, that's definitely not going away. And 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 threats are going to continue to evolve. Threats are going to continue to be present, and and we need to we need to adjust and we need to act and react appropriately. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Would you like to deliver your overall message based on our conversations that we've had today to work to the people working with security, to people working in the robotics industry or the people working in industry 4.0? Um, what would be your overall message to them? Yeah. Uh, the first one is opportunity. I mean, I mean, I think as we, you know, as we look at uh, the, the the just the potential of what uh, what devices can do and and how they can be integrated into into a program, I think is 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 um, not quite realized yet. Uh, the other another point would be the basics don't go away, right? You think about, you know, I'm I'm a physical security person. That's my my background. The five Ds of physical security always apply. I mean, and and if you think about, if I put my ASIS hat on. And and another industry term, you know, the, the uh, ESRM or the Enterprise Security Risk Management, understanding what an organization's requirements are, that, you know, that doesn't go away. And then challenge yourself, right? Challenge yourself to the, tr the traditional application of, hey, we've always done it this way, so this is the way we're gonna do, going, to, uh, going to do it. Consider what the options are. Look, look, at, uh, look at what else is out there. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Mark, it was so lovely to have you on the podcast episode today. I think we had amazing conversations. Thank you, Monica. I appreciate uh, being here. It was a lot of fun. Really, uh, really enjoyed it. Looking forward to, uh, to staying in touch and watching our industry evolve. Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to have you back on another episode at some point because I think it's really fantastic to actually also augment and talk about not just the uh, digital space purely from a digital perspective, but also from the augmentation perspective, robotics perspective, and physical devices perspective, they're all connected and the landscape is just getting more and more interesting. So thank you so much. It was amazing conversations. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Monica. That was today's episode of We Talk Cyber. I'm your host, Monica. Continue tuning in. You know where to find me. So keep tuning in. Until then, take care and stay safe. Thanks for tuning in to We Talk Cyber with Monica. Do not forget to subscribe to We Talk Cyber in your favorite podcast app and YouTube channel, Monica Talk Cyber. Take care and continue tuning in.